Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vintage Podcast Show. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a great day, ladies and gentlemen. I got my boy Joshua B. We're gonna hey, recap, guys. We're, we're going to recap the Lions and Chiefs game last night and obviously talk about some other, a uh, little bit of other stuff like the Nick Bosa contract because now Niner fans can shut the fuck up. But anyway, Joshua B., how are you? It's a great Friday. Hopefully, there will be our sports shows today because I think I, I, last time I checked from last night, I think today is the last day of, of, of the uh, you know U.S. Open of tennis to, to, to today for the men's. But how are you, Joshua B.? And, and uh, we, we shall see if overall is today. And shout out to the NFL now because we did the NFL now uh, show yesterday. So, Josh, how are you? And how is your morning going? Um, my morning is going interesting. Initially, I had one take about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to, like, spiral a little bit. I, I think there is a deeper hole that I didn't originally think about. or I, I had one answer to sort of how I felt about the Chiefs. And the more I dig, the right. more I feel worried about this loss. And so that's ultimately where it's going to start. After I see that the NFL now is every Tuesday and Thursday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. We try to keep it very tight. Um, we usually go like 15 minutes over, but we try to keep it really tight so that you don't spend all day listening to a podcast, talk about everybody, talk about you know how great everybody's morning is. We try to stay zoned in on the NFL. Right. So like I think the Chiefs might need to start zoning in a little bit more on their operation. Um, I've, got, I've got big takes. On, I'd like to start there about last night's um, 21 to 20 loss but to the Lions, which initially I was all prepared to say, I, I really was prepared to say, oh, it's a blip on the radar. It's no big deal, whatever. The Chiefs are, the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. What difference does it make? And the more I think about it and the farther I look into the future, particularly with the Chris Jones issue, the more concerned I am about this loss. Can we break that down first? Yes, but no, now I'll say this. I'll say that before before you go, Josh. I want to get my thoughts real quick. So just just real quick. Well, I, I, well, number number three three things. Number one, why was there a flag? They I, they called a flag finally on the same guy that was going early every time, which is kind of crazy. The NFL is just too funny, and you know what the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, I believe it was Juwan Taylor. This guy was going offsides every time, but that's not no hinder there. I'm not going to pick on the Chiefs. All, all, well, we should, but but listen, Josh, here's my thing, right? And congrats to the Lions fans. You guys are 1-0, but here's my thing, right? Now, we talked before the show, right? And listen, listen, I'm, listen Derek Goff is whatever, right? And we'll see if Brad Holmes pays him. I mean, we, we shall see. But here's my thing with the, with the Lions last night. And was I impressed? The only thing I was impressed with was two things. St. Brown, U.S. Well, I'm a USC fan, so I'm not really surprised with St. Brown. And two, and all, my other thing is, is the Lions defense. Shout out to the Lions defense, man, especially Branch. Because I'm gonna keep it real with you, Josh, because without that Branch touchdown, I don't think the Lions win that game. I, I, I really, really don't. Now, let me make fun of Chiefs well, fans, right? Only won by one point. So exactly, exactly, exactly. They now, don't me, win the game. Now let me let me get that Chiefs fans right now. You know what's crazy, Josh? Now they say they're gonna miss the enemy, whatever. Um. You know, I forgot Matt Nagy's EOC, and it was what's funny, Josh, is according to my buddy Mark Grinnell, we we know him. He's a Chiefs fan, obviously, and he th- he said before the game, well, without Kelsey, we we have a deep receiving core. I, I, well, I, I didn't see that last no. night, and I didn't see that last night. And Josh, you preach on the overall sports show, people laugh at you. 
about what you said about Kadarius Tony, what you said about Richie James. Because, you know, I know Richie James. <laughs> he played for San Francisco. So, and lo and behold, shout out to Scavlin. He had a great catch, by the way. But anyways, the point is, Chiefs fans, and I'm not trying to hate you guys. We know, listen, Mahomes is great. Yada, 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 right? But my thing is, oh, listen, you, if you guys don't think you, you guys are going to miss the enemy, whatever. But I don't, But let me, let me ask you this, Josh. And listen, I don't think Andrew stupid. I, I don't. But, Charles, what was that fourth and two call with Pacheco and didn't get it? I mean, was that Andy Reid's call or was that Matt Nagy's call? Because if that was Matt Nagy's call, that, that, might be, that might be one of the dumbest, dumbest plays I've ever seen. Now, to me, what really won the game was one more thing, Josh, and shout out to, and shout out to Campbell. That was a gutsy, gutsy fake punt and shout out to Campbell. But, Josh, give me your thoughts, and I'm sure you have messages for the Chiefs fans. And I'm sure you have messages for Lion fans. What are you guys? I'm not going to start with the with the Lions. I'm going to finish on the Lions. I'm I'm going to start with the Chiefs because I'm more concerned for the Chiefs than I am ready to praise the Lions. Um, but I will start here because Lions fans do deserve a little bit of credit um, on one one specific point. Amon Ross St. Brown, I know that you were super high. I know that people were super high on him um, last year. I, I got it. This version of Amon Ross St. Brown is not, repeat, not the same version of Amon Ross St. Brown from last year. This version is better. The way he was beating um, Legereus Sneed, the way he was beating, was making Trent McDuffie look ridiculous, like this version is far different than last year's version. Yep. It's a better version. Now, we're going to have to see him keep it up all year. Right. If he gets injured again, then there'll be there'll be haters. Um, we'll say, oh well, I'm on Ross Brown. He's great as long as he's healthy. Right, 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 right. I'm telling you what I saw on the field to give Lions fans a little bit of credit before I dig into Chiefs fans. That Amon Ross St. Brown is better than the Amon Ross St. Brown you had last year. Yep. Out loud with my voice, ten toes down. That Amon Ross St. Brown, if he keeps what he did up all ye- last night all year. We could be talking about him in the same conversation that we talk about um, Jamar Chase or that we talk about Keenan Allen. And, um, and Devontae Adams, yeah. Yep. And Devontae Adams. So, let's, so now that I've given the Lions their first bit of praise, and we will get back to the Lions, I promise you. But we need to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Um, and specifically this idea that your wide receiving core is deep. It's not, okay? Marcus Valdez-Scantling showed you everything he's been showing you for the last three years, four years. Whether you consider Aaron Rodgers a good quarterback, whether you don't consider Aaron Rodgers a good quarterback, whether you consider Patrick Mahomes the best or not the best, Marcus Valdez-Scantling does the exact same thing no matter who his quarterback is. It's three big plays, three to five big plays per game. Whenever we see a the five, we start to get excited and start to think big things of Marcus Valdez-Scantling. When yep. the one, we say, oh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is trash. It's neither. He's in the middle. He's one of the glob, the glob of wide receivers at number three who, like, you can change this person out with that person, um, and you're you're just as good. It doesn't matter whether your name is Michael Hardman or Marcus Valdez-Scantling or, Randall, well, Randall Cobb. Okay, maybe it matters if it's Randall Cobb. Or Romeo Dobbs or um, Alan Lazard. Any number of the three, number three wide receivers that are out there. Marcus Valdez-Scantling has his big plays, and then sometimes he fumbles. Why is this a big deal, right? Why, who cares? Why am I focusing so much on Marcus Exactly. I'm focused so much on Marcus Valdez-Scantling because the Chiefs realistically 
not in their fantasy heads, magical worlds where unicorns reign and you can just replace Tyreek Hill with anybody. In the real world, right, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is your most experienced number one wide receiver on that team. Yes. Number three at best. Now, why? Why can't I believe in Justin um, Ross? Like everybody wants to do. By golly, he was an athlete. He was really good in Division Two college. Because this is the NFL. Yep. This is not Division Two. Okay? Nope. Why can't I believe in Sky Moore? He was a first round pick last year because he showed you last year that he wasn't ready to make the leap. Nope. Now, whether or not he has Mahomes throwing him, whether or not he's going to be a skilled player, this idea that he's just going to come in. And dominate. The same idea, by the way, that they have in Ravensland for Zay Flowers, right? Yep. It usually, not always, but it usually takes wide receivers three to four years to show you what they are. Now, it's skewed because you th- what you remember is Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, and Jamar Chase. These three guys are arguably the best receivers to come out of college in like a decade. Yeah, they're different. Like, yep. Like yep. you can make a case that Justin Jefferson is like the best wide receiver in the NFL, but it's more of a case to remember who the argument would be with and how long it took them. Because I remember, because I'm old enough, how long it took Devontae Adams to become a true number one wide receiver. It was like four years. Hell, look at that. Yep. And you're old enough to remember how long it took Cooper Cup to become a, a true bona fide, I'm going to rock him, sock him, kick ass over everybody, wide receiver. Would you say three to four years? That sounds about right. I, I, yes, um, when they got when they got Stafford, but yeah, yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, like the kind, yeah, the kind of guy who it's just like, well, good luck covering him with one person, like that, like, and you can do the same thing with Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels on your team. When did he become a rock him, sock him? This guy is one of the best wide receivers. Like the about his second year, second year, third year, yeah, around yeah. there. Yeah. It takes a minute. So to pretend like Sky Moore, who is a short wide receiver, like is just going to come in and be like, yeah, I'm just going to dominate the league. It's going to be easy for me because I have Patrick Mahomes. That's not reality. Nope. Get off your unicorn and come back to reality. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Because in reality, Sky Moore is not that, which isn't to say Sky Moore will never be good. Yeah. It is to say that he is not a number one wide receiver by any stretch of anybody's imagination. Justin Ross is also not a number one wide receiver by anybody's stretch of the imagination. And just because Juju Smith-Schuster gave you a good game last year doesn't mean that he's a number one wide receiver either. Why is all of this important? Because if you don't have Travis Kelsey like you didn't last night, then your wide receiving room is not going to be able to carry the burden. Hell no. And you saw Noah Gray. Noah Gray was was fine last night. He He was. Decent game. But, like, he's not Travis Kelsey. No, he's not. Fine. Travis Kelsey has an argument with Gronkowski. is like, the best tight end ever. Yes. We're just going to be like, yeah, whatever. We can toss anybody in there. That kind of attitude, right, that attitude of this position doesn't matter, while everybody else is making, like, $96 million investments, $100 million investments in wide receivers across the league, and for you to just be like, yeah, whatever, we're just going to put rookies in there because we have Patrick Mahomes. That's not the way of the world, and it's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Nope. Like you're not, you're eventually going to suffer. Now I understand that you want to zero in. So now, so now that I've zeroed in on your wide receiving room, I'm going to zero in on your running backs. Okay. Pacheco mm. is good. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm the one with my hand in the air thinking that Pacheco is a good 
running back. You know, is a good running back. Okay, so you can zero in on that fourth and two and be like, "What the fuck were the Chiefs thinking?" Exactly. I will zoom out a little bit and ask you, "What the fuck were the Chiefs doing playing Clyde Edwards-Helaire?" You know, at the beginning of the game, what the fuck? Were you know, what's crazy, Josh. When they had a halftime show, that's the exact same word which Chiefs fans said. But go ahead. Yep. Yeah, like, why was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the game? Like, what was he doing getting the starting snaps? Is there a competition? Because there shouldn't be. Nope. Isaiah Pacheco should be your starting running back with Jarrett McKinnon being the change of pace. And that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was even taking snaps for you borders on ridiculous, right? And there's a reason why Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a running back for you, but keep going. Yep. So, like, now you're at a fourth and two, right? You're in the fourth and two situation, and Vince Size is able to bring the hammer down. But had you stuck to the run the way Eric Bieniemy would have stuck to the run in the very beginning of the game, using Patrick Mahomes to throw 30 passes um, and not using Patrick Mahomes to bail you out every freaking time you found yourself under a pass rush, like you wouldn't have been in that situation. You would have been better. So we come to the question that is the most interesting, taking like the most interesting when you look at the Chiefs, right? This is this is what I'm interested in, and this is what I'm going to ask you before um, I. This is this is my question to you as I throw it back to you. I'm looking right now at this Kansas City schedule through Week Eight. Why am I saying Week Eight? Because Chris Jones has already said to you out loud with his voice how he's quoted it everywhere in the media that like, look, if I'm pre- I'm prepared to sit out till Week Eight, and I'm I'm not I'm obviously going to come back in Week Eight. Because I need to get credit for this year in order to become a free agent, right? Right. So I'm going to jeopardize my funds that extreme. So I'm coming back in week eight, okay? So we're only going to go to week eight, all right? I'm going to start you out already with a loss to the Lions. So I will ask you this. Do you think the Jaguars just – this is a yes or no because I'm going to finish and then I'm going to toss it off to you. Okay. Yes or no, do you think the Jaguars are a more explosive offense than the Detroit Lions? Yes, and I would not be surprised if they beat them, especially in Jacksonville. And also, remember, people forget that last game, last year's game was close. People yeah, about that. on top of that, in September, Jacksonville is going to be smoking hot. Yeah. It's going to be like boiling hot, right? Yeah. I'm okay to give you the win against the Bears at home. But then you have the Jets, you have the Vikings, you have the Broncos who are a division opponent, and the Chargers – before week eight comes around when that's you're going great job. That's a great with Chris Jones. So what I'm saying to you, um, and I'll give you my prediction before I ask you your prediction. I'm saying to you that the that there is a very realistic world in which the um, Chiefs come out of that stretch three and five, if not two and six, based on how I have the offenses and what I think Chris Jones means to that defense. Right. God yeah. for Kelsey is missing. Right. I haven't even got into Kelsey too much because I think that Kelsey illustrates the point of the wide receivers, right? Which is that Patrick Mahomes can think that he's Superman all he wants, and indeed he is. But this idea that you can't have anybody with experience or talent, like you're poking the bear and the bear will strike back. So I have them going two and six or three and five if Chris Jones remains out, and especially if Travis Kelsey is out. If that happens, and this is what I'm talking to you. Do you see the Chiefs, A, getting the number one seed, and B, do you see the Chiefs in real trouble? Looking from last night, and I'm just not I'm not overreacting. I, I, I think your first option is right. right. And it's, you know you what's know going to make us look smart with the Chargers? Maybe. 
We're going to find out. We're certainly going to find out this Sunday when they host the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah. But, no, that's a, that's a, no, Josh, that's a great point. And, and Chris, Chris Jones was like, shit, you, you used me last night, and you, 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 make, you can make a case like that. I mean, shit, I, I, see, I, I appreciate my code because my coach appreciates defense. But this man, Andy Reid, is like, you know what? I'm an offensive guy. I, I don't need him. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, you needed him last night. So, you know, but listen, Josh, you made a great point, man. Because I'm looking at the schedule, and uh, listen, I think they lose to uh, Jaguars. I mean, shit, if the Bears beat him, I'll be laughing. I'll be laughing as shit. And then the Jets, I got the Jets. And Vikings, I hate the Vikings, but I can see the Vikings beating them. Uh, and the Broncos, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't trust Sean, but whatever. But Chargers, I, we have the Chargers for that one. But no, that's a great point. That's a really damn good point. But you know what? Uh, if, if that happens, we're just going to laugh at Chiefs fans. But but now, are you done talking about the, the Chiefs point? Or you, you got more to tell well, me? Well, I have one more point. Okay, go ahead. Tell uh, me, tell me, tell me. Which is that. Whether or not you like Eric Bieniemy or you think Eric Bieniemy is bad or good or whatever, yeah. right? like I'm, I'm gonna sort of let that point play out. However, in the event that I'm right about Eric Bieniemy and that he matters, that he he wasn't just sitting there twiddling his thumbs, that you didn't just employ him for three years because you know, hey, whatever, like that Patrick Mahomes was right in endorsing him as an offensive coordinator, and you lose any of these games, like. So I have them losing if, – if Chris Jones isn't back, right, I have them losing to the Jaguars, to the Jets, to maybe even to the Vikings, and maybe even to the Chargers. That's five – Four losses. Four lo- yeah, four, yeah. Right there, right? And that's beating the Broncos. That's beating the Bears. And then just as you get done with that, you can, Chris Jones comes back on short rest. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Chris Jones comes back and helps you beat the Broncos for the second game before you host the Miami Dolphins and the Eagles. Like, Chris Jones – like, so my my prediction is that in the event that Chris Jones is out and Travis Kelsey is out, that you're looking at a three-and-five – a three-and-four record before Chris Jones comes riding into the rescue against the Denver Broncos. I don't know what you think is going to happen with the Washington Commanders. We haven't really sort of broken that down. However, right. what I will say is this – that in the event that Eric Bieniemy starts strong, in the event the Commanders start strong, and the Chiefs, you know, have these struggles, not because of coaching, even though I'm sort of in agreement with you about Matt Nagy, like if the Chiefs start slow because of injuries or because people are holding out or whatever, right? And Eric Bieniemy starts fast. I think that ratchets up the questions about Matt Nagy, and even ratchets up the questions about Andy Reid. Right. I think I'm right on this. I'll, I'll be out. I'll, I'm I'm the one in the um, I'm the one in the groups who is saying that the Washington that Eric Bieniemy is a good coach. I'm the one out on the limb saying Eric Bieniemy is not someone to be taken lightly. I agree. Like, and like you know, the, this next, I I I firmly believe we all picked it on my show that they're going to beat the Cardinals. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to pick them against the Broncos as well. I agree. I agree. So. Like the the hope is that against the Bills and against the Eagles that the Commanders don't pull it out. And indeed, I'm not picking them. But as I look at their schedule, I see winnable games against the Cardinals, against the Broncos. Um, after they lose those two against the Bills and the Commanders, I see a winnable game against the um, Bears. I see a pick them against the Falcons, and I see a win against the Giants. Why is all of this important? Because if the if the Commanders are five and three. And the Chiefs are three and five. I think that cements my idea 
that you I agree. do miss Eric Bieniemy. Period. Now, of course, things have to play out that way, right? Yeah. But the point is the same, which is that this idea that you can just go from offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator, that you can just go from wide receiver to wide receiver, that you can just go from tight end, that defensive tackles don't matter. Like, you think that you're – that what the Patriots did, because they had Tom Brady in their yeah. first go-around 30 years ago, right, that when Tom Brady was young, you think that because you have the next Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> That nothing else matters. I'm here to tell you, as a Patriots fan who grew up through it, right, that Richard Seymour, Rob Gronkowski, that Aaron Hernandez, that they had more talent than you you think they did. They did. did. And that they have more talent than you do, that you do right now, Chiefs fans. So I'm tossing it back to you. That's what I have to say to Chiefs fans this morning. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, speaking of offensive coordinators, and Josh, I want you to explode with this one. Because, because I can't stand my fan base. They're dumbasses. And listen, I, I listen. We're very, we're very passionate, and I get that. So last night, ladies and gentlemen, I, I texted Josh this this morning, and I, I can't believe this guy said this last night. This guy, this guy, I'm not gonna mention his name, but he said Ben Johnson, future head coach of the Niners, calling plays for Detroit. And my friend quotes tweeted and says, "Oh, score! So Ben Johnson scored 14 points? Question mark. Last drive, his office gave Mahomes the lead back. Interesting." And mid-third down call and sucky fourth and two. So, Josh, what can you tell Niner fan? Because they're dumbasses. I mean, th- listen, uh, majority of them want Kyle gone, which is kind of stupid. Because I think Kyle would get hired right away. So, Josh, what can you say? Because I think that comment, whoever said Ben Johnson, a future head coach for the Niners, calling plays for Detroit, is it's ridiculous and it's stupid. But go ahead. The Niners fans, um, I was on a Niners podcast, by the way, with, with Teddy. Shout, by the way, I, I watched it, by the way. Shout out to you. That was a great show. Yeah, it was a fun time. Niners fans, you always think that the grass is greener on the other side. And it's just not true, nope. right? You thought Trey Lance could beat out Brock Purdy. I, <laughs> I, out loud, I'm telling you right now, that he couldn't beat out Brock Purdy for the temporary starting job while Brock Purdy had a torn UCL. Yeah. Nonsense. Like, I get it that you're upset about the draft capital. I understand, right? You continue to make the playoffs. You continue to make the NFC championship game. I'm sorry you haven't won a Super Bowl. But here's the good news. You don't live in a world. You don't live in a universe where the past changes so that everybody else has won a Super Bowl. You live in this universe. And in this universe, while it sucks that the Rams won a Super Bowl, I got it, right? But the Rams are absolute garbage, and they, they will continue to be absolute garbage. The Cardinals are absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do better than the Lions this year. I know you don't want to believe it. You're going to do better than the Lions this year, regardless of whether Brock Purdy is your, um, is, is your guy or not. Yeah. It, because Kyle Shanahan – has assembled the like the choose your own adventure offense. That's my that's my term for what you guys have on offense. As long as Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, and Christian McCaffrey are on the field, right? There is nothing that any defense can do to stop that. It doesn't matter who they have. It doesn't matter what you're worried about. It doesn't <laughs> matter if the Eagles um, beat you last year. It, it doesn't make any difference. As long as those five guys are on the field at the same time, you will win. Now, why wouldn't they be, right? Because of the injury histories. But you know what Kyle Shanahan doesn't control? Whether or not your guys get injured. Yep. 
that's not within Kyle Shanahan's power. So what you're really upset about is that you don't have a high-powered kick-butt offense and that you wish that your team scored more than 20 points per game. Um, 21 points per game, excuse me. Hold on just a moment. I'm, I'm going to literally check points per game for the San Francisco 49ers last year. Yeah, last year the 49ers had 26 average. This is just an average. 26.5 points per game, right? Or as I like to think of it, five points more than what Ben Johnson led the Chiefs to. <laughs> However you want to look at it, right? Like, I know why you're upset. I got it. The reason you're upset, um, 49ers fans, is that you haven't won a Super Bowl. Here's yep. the news. There's been a grand total of three teams that have won the Super Bowl in the last five years. One of them has Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry that you don't. Another one had Tom Brady. He's out of the league. And the last one, the Rams, absolutely suck. They're awful. They're good and proper like trash, right? So, like, sit back, man. Enjoy the ride and keep getting there, right? Stop looking at every new shiny toy and thinking it's better than you. It's not. Period. I mean, that's that's what to say to 49ers fans. And they won't hear it, but it's the truth. It's true, yeah. Yeah, like they need to stop. They're, they're fine. And now they can shut the, shut the fuck up with Nick Bosa because, because – He's great. He's fine. And look at that, Josh. Look at that. Niner fans. See, I wasn't panicking because why, Josh? We paid Debo. We, we paid uh, 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 Yuschev. We played the important guys, and that's what Kyle does. The only mistake that Kyle did was probably letting go DeForest Buckner. That's it. Other than that – other than that, he's paying the important guys. And guess what, Josh? Kittle, you know, he's restructuring his contract. Uh, Trent Williams restructuring his contract. Why? Because Brandon IU is next. And look at that, Josh. But listen, listen. But Josh, they want Kyle Shanahan gone. But it, it, it is what it is. Um, they're crazy. They just they don't know what they're talking about. And you just have to do your best to ignore those people, Vince. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just stupid. Now, like, now speaking, of, speaking of a great quarterback, Josh, can we shout out Joe Burrow from about yesterday? Can we? Can we? Do, can we do that? Can we? I mean, two seventy-five million, five years. So yep. shout out to Joe Burrow and Josh. You can tell Bengals fans to shut the fuck up. He's playing Week One, and you know, you know, who gives a fuck about preseason? I mean, remember because Bengals fans were two years ago were worried about Jamar Chase's preseason. I guess why well, Jamar Chase is fucking good. So shout out to Bengals fans. And yep. my question for you, Josh, and I know you're a salary cap guy. Do and Key Higgins is next. Jamar Chase is next for money. Do the Bengals have enough money to sign both next offseason? So I have officially come to the conclusion, this is official, right? that the salary cap is not as real as people want you to believe that it is. I agree. I agree. Uh, Every time I see renegotiations, right, to get some big giant player locked up, right, I believe that those superstar talents don't go anywhere. Now, the real question is, how do precisely, be be specific, how do you feel about T. Higgins? Where precisely in the hierarchy is T. Higgins? This isn't like Bosa. It's not like Burrow. It's not like Jamar Chase, where you can say that Jamar Chase is truly an elite receiver. Don't argue with him about the money. Find out whatever the biggest is, add one million to it, and be done with it. Same thing with same thing with Burrow, right? Who's the biggest? Great. All right, add five million to it and we're done. Right? Same thing with Bosa. And Bosa ended up getting like 30 million. Like, how many defensive players are there better than Nick Bosa or even on the same level? Maybe Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. Maybe. And even that's a stretch. 
Like, nobody in their right mind is putting Bosa below three among the And by the way, no disrespect to Eagle fans. Listen, I like Hassan Reddit, but he's not, he's not better than Nick He's Bosa. not Nick Bosa. Get the fuck out of here. That's not real either. You know, and so do they, that Nick Bosa is better than Hassan Reddit, right? Yep. So what you're really doing is you're like, okay, well, where does T. Higgins slide into all of this? I'm here to tell you that I don't think T. Higgins is among is, is that kind of a player. I think he's good, right? I think he's a yeah. thousand-yard receiver, but I can name about I can I think I can name at least ten receivers I would rather have um, above T. Higgins. I, yeah, I think T. Higgins is right receiver too because I think he's benefiting because of Jamar Chase. But go well, ahead, of course yeah. he is. Who wouldn't? Right. I mean, Jamar Chase is what the like you're you're stretching to get below five with Jamar Chase in terms of best receivers in the game. Right. And that's with Cooper Cup's injury. God forbid Cooper Cup was healthy. But even so. Right. Like, what do you see T. Higgins value as? If it's a great number two, that's great. Right. But that's an Amari Cooper style contract. That's like 20. That's 15 to 20 million dollars a year. Do I think right. Renegotiate for that, sure thing, man. Do I think T. Higgins is going to want number one wide receiver money? I do. And the question is, do the Bengals want to pay that? My guess is the answer is going to be no. No. Um, and then the question becomes, well, can the Bengals get a comparable number two wide receiver? And we'll see. You know, we'll we'll do our best. It's like, what does T. Higgins want, and what can you do to sign him? I, but for the record, I don't think they're losing Jamar Chase. I don't really care what. No, 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 hell no, hell no. And no. what I learned, what I learned over the weekend with the Nick Bosa contract, with Trent Williams restructuring, with George Kittle restructuring, is that like, look, man, if you desperately want to sign the player, other players will capitulate. They'll, uh-huh. they'll change their contracts around to make sure that that guy is on the team. And then what? You've put, you've kicked the can down the road. I got it. But, like, you're, you've kept your asset, and that's all that really matters. So, in answer to your question, it doesn't look that way right now if it's just a straight um, salary cap signing. But I do believe that both Burrow and Jamar – like, maybe not Jamar Chase. Burrow and Orlando Brown Jr. and some of the other big-ticket items on the Cincinnati Bengals will restructure in order to get T. Higgins signed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if T. Higgins wants to be there. But if T. Higgins is looking for number one money, right, if he's looking to be the number one option on an offense and DeAndre Hopkins is a free agent and you can get DeAndre Hopkins for 11, but you'd have to spend 30 to keep T. Higgins, mm-hmm. I think you might, see a T., uh, you might see a Hopkins above T. Higgins. Make sense or no? Yeah, no, 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 no. That makes tremendous Jamar sense. Chase is the priority. This idea that you would ever let Jamar Chase go is nonsense. Yeah. But – if T Higgins is realistically able to get number one wide receiver money, $30 million a year, right? You might see him move on. Right. And before we, before I, uh, you tell everybody, because you told everybody on 260, I want you to tell everybody on, on my show that who would you got, who would you have this weekend? And uh, before we, before we do that, Josh, real quick, uh, can you please tell the Bengals fan, you, you keep telling them the whole time you, you thought Joe Burrow was never injured. And because, because what did you just say, Josh? Because who gives a fuck about preseason? And lo and yeah. behold, he's ready for week one. Look at that, Josh. Remember the coach says, um, you know, I forgot what he said, but he, what he, he said, well, like, if season mattered, then Justin Ross would have been the number one receiver that the Chiefs are looking for. No, no, no. I'm t- no, no. I'm, talk- I'm talking about uh, J- uh, oh, Joe Burrow. I, I know who you're talking about. I'm saying that preseason doesn't matter. Otherwise, Justin Ross would be good. <laughs> oh, shit. 
<laughs> I love Josh. That's that's a that's that's, that's, that's trolling Chiefs fans. Look at that. Now, a Bengals and Browns in Cleveland. Who do you got? Well, wait a minute. Before we get there, do you yeah. want to talk about the Lions at all? Don't go think ahead, they're going to go ahead. Um, I, I think that there's something to be said for the Detroit Lions overcoming this hump. Um, I think this is a big. I, I think it's a. I think it's a good step. Um, and if you if they beat the Seahawks next week, I will be very interested in you know revising my outlook for um, the Lions. The Lions. However, um, I came away thinking to myself that Sam Laporta and Jamar and Jameer Gibbs are not really ready for like a massive workload that the use of David Montgomery um, is, you know, it's just kind of a way to waste plays. Right. And they need those guys to really sort of take a next step. I was sort of disappointed in Josh Reynolds, um, but um, disclosure, I was very impressed with the defense. The defense didn't do badly. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson looked great, but even the defense had some struggles. Cam Sutton got beat on a couple of plays against Marquez valdez Stanley, So I think that they're going to need to shore some things up. However, if they beat the Seahawks next week, that like that's going to really set things up. I'm worried about the Seahawks and the Falcons, but then they have this very easy stretch of Packers, of Packers, Panthers, and Buccaneers. Like Those are three games that I think the Lions can win. So if the Lions can come out of this with um, – say a four and three record, right? That neighborhood, then I'll be very interested in like what we think of the Detroit Lions come week eight. But as of right now, I'm looking at this as a building block yep. as opposed to um as opposed to like a real stepping stone with the exception of Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. So oh, remember Josh, remember this uh, that Seattle game last year Seattle won, but well, they scored forty. But remembered, but now, now the Lions have, res- you know, you know, refre- they, you know, helped their defense out this past offseason. So, no, Josh, you're right. I think with the that Seattle game and the biggest question for Seattle, can, can they stop the run, especially Detroit? Um, and I, I believe that game is going to be in, in Detroit again. So we shall see. That's going to be a great game. I think that's that's going to be the game of the week next week. So we shall see. I mean, I don't think the Vikings and the Eagles game is going to be the game of the week. I mean, people will say that, but I don't. I, I don't think so. But it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I will say this about that: that the Detroit Lions can say, "Well, look, we've improved. Look at all the people we've got." So can the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks also got a lot of people. So. It is not going to simply be the Detroit Lions showing off all of their weapons. The Seahawks also got some weapons. And what can you tell? Real quick, what can you tell Lion fans about Ben Johnson? How do you how do you feel about him? He's great. Like he's great. I think he's an offensive coordinator who will get a job as a head coach. I don't think he's better than Kyle Shanahan. Hell no. I mean, hell no. Keep it reasonable. I don't think that he's better than Eric Bieniemy. I don't think he's better than Andy Reid. But like to say that he's bad would also be a misnomer. He's a very good assistant coach who can probably um, – I mean, like, I would put it this way. I think he's better than Brian Dayball. Oh, my – oh, that's setting the tone of Giants fans. I like I, – I love Josh being spicy. Okay. All you right. know I hate the Giants. All right, we can move on. Okay. Now, let's go with the, we'll go with the picks because I want you to tell my audience your picks. So, Bengals and Browns – I have the Bengals. So that's no question. But what can you tell Browns fans and um, – about this game, John, because we're, we're not high in the Browns. I know Andrew Jones are. He got the Browns winning the, the, the division, so and we, we can remember that. So, John, wh- who do you have and why? 
um, that when it gets dark outside, it's not your, it, it's not a solar eclipse. It's that you're spending too much time looking at how fat Dalvin Tomlinson is. Um, no, I, I don't like the Browns. I think the Browns are paper tigers. I appreciate that you remember them having a good offensive line. Um, I appreciate that you love Nick Chubb. Um, Deshaun Watson isn't getting blowjobs in <laughs> from masseuses. Um, he's like, like I get it that you like Donovan Peoples Jones, but in the same, he's like a slightly better version of MVS. Amari Cooper is wildly overrated. Like for whatever reason, people seem to think Amari Cooper is this elite wide receiver. He's not. No. The numbers make it's, it's like DJ Moore. Oh my god! Um, in short, I don't think that they're. I, I think the Bengals will will bitch slap the Browns next. I agree. Uh, Texas Ravens. We don't have to talk about that. Shout out to our boy Coach Dante. But I got the Ravens over to Texas and Baltimore. You have the same way. Ravens. We we agree. We agree. Okay. I can skip on this one. Bucks and Vikings. Vikings. Okay. We both agree. Fans. Yep. Okay. Yeah. See, Isn't the one, two, three very fun? Me and yeah, one, two. <laughs> Actually, let me go backwards. Three, two, one. Vikings. Vikings. There you go. Go ahead. Panthers, Falcons. Um, this could go three, either way. One. I'll go Falcons. Falcons, you got Falcons? <laughs> okay. Um, three, two, one. Three, two, Commander. one. Commander. Okay. Okay. Jaguars, Colts. Oh, Jaguars. Uh, all right, three, two, one, Jaguars. <laughs> okay, Niners, Steelers. That's, it's going to okay. be a messy so, game. But so Josh, what can you tell Steelers fans? Because a lot of Steelers fans are confident they can beat the Niners with Nick Bosa. So I got Niners. It's going to be an ugly game, but I got us winning, you know, at 24, you know, 17 by winning by seven. So what can you tell Steelers fans? What's your advice to them? Um, I actually want to speak to Steelers fans directly. So you can share this podcast with whoever in your life is a Steelers fan. Um, Steelers fans, if you've ever watched any good movie, right? A good movie, right? Not a bad movie. There are bad movies out there and you can watch this. You can watch those movies and you'll get a different answer and you can bring that up and you'll, you'll have a different answer. But good movies, right? Have what's called a hero's journey. And what does that mean? The hero never starts out fully ready to rock and roll. He has to train. He has to get some magical item. He has to come to terms with, you know, his dad about all the issues they've ever had. He has to get some kind of, like, understanding of who he is that's deep and buried within his soul. And then he grows, the the hero grows, or or she grows, into what the champion is going to be at the end of the movie, right? The Steelers are that hero. Kenny Pickett is that hero, right? Um, this idea <laughs> that they're at the end of the road, right? That they're they're just ready to come in and just dominate, right? They didn't do it last year as an offense, and they didn't do it last year as a defense. Now I know what you're looking at, Steelers scans. I know you see the weapons. I know you see Deontay Johnson. I know you see George Pickens. I know you saw the flashes right? And that's why you're excited to see the movie in the first place. We call that a trailer. (laughs) You saw what you wanted to see. We all did, right? Which is why we believe in the Steelers in the first place. However, Kenny Pickett is going into his second year. George Pickens is going into his second year. Deontay Johnson is looking for a bounce back year. Najee Harris might lose his job to Jalen Warren, but we're not going to talk about that. Adler Robinson, keep going. 
well, we're, we're also not going to talk about Allen Robinson, but that's because there's nothing to talk about there. The Steelers are the heroes, are the, are the epitome of the beginning of the movie. And the San Francisco 49ers, on the other hand, are at a different level. They are, at the, they are a fully-fledged hero's journey. They're all the way ready, right? They're ready on defense. They're ready on offense. There's nothing wrong with the, with the 49ers except, gosh, I wish Brock Purdy could throw for 35 points per game. 26 just isn't doing it for me. Fuck you. Be happy with the 27 points per game that Brock Purdy gets you. Exactly. Right? Like, Brock, like they are, at the, they are at the end of the hero's journey, right? So ultimately, I do have the 49ers winning this game. But just because you lose at the beginning of the season to one team doesn't mean that I think the Steelers suck. No. If the Steelers won this game, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be, like, blown away, like, oh, my God, the way I was with, like, the other seven picks that we made. I still believe in the Steelers. I think they are just at the beginning of their year, not at the end. And at the end of the year, if, they, if this happens in the Super Bowl, you may get a different pick. But by that time, the Steelers will have grown. They will be a better team at yep. the end year than they are at the beginning. Yep. And they're usually better out, better in the second half of the season anyways. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. Tennessee. Now, listen. 3-2-1. Tennessee over Saints. Tennessee. Yep. Yep. Three, you know two, I they got Raiders over Broncos. But drop, we got Raiders too, right? I'm surprised. Are you, are you thinking? No, Broncos? we do not. We disagreed on this one. We we damn, went up ahead on damn. this. Damn, this is crazy. This is probably the one pick you picked the Broncos of all season. Damn, it's well, one. Um, I ended up. Where did I end up having the Broncos? I had the Broncos at the end of the day at five and twelve. This is one of the wins. This and the next week for the Broncos are the two. T- like they get off to this start. Everybody gets starting to celebrate Sean Payton. Oh, can we please have a conversation about Sean Payton and how great Sean Payton looks? Sean Payton, Sean Payton. Um, <laughs> all this week, right? And then Eric Bieniemy stomps out the Broncos in week two. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at that. But I can't like, wait for that but one. like this week, right? This week, it's gonna be all about how great Sean Payton is because the Raiders are a ju- like. I, I told you this in, in the chat. I'll, I'll tell the entire viewers. Me and Vince will do a special podcast, okay? And this special podcast will happen when Devontae Adams is clear 30 yards down the field. <laughs> a bomb. And Jimmy Garoppolo comes up 20 yards short. We will do an emergency podcast. It might even be on the middle of Sunday. But you can book it that that will happen at some point. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I guarantee you. That's going to be a funny podcast, too. Now, now, what can you tell Chris Size and my boy Lucas Gaynor? Eagles at Patriots because a lot of Patriot fans are saying they're going to win this game because they're celebrating Brady. They're celebrating Brady that game. That's a, and now they got Bill. Listen, they got Bill Bryan over Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia's with the Eagles now. He's a secondary so, coach. So what can you tell Patriot? So Josh, what can you tell Patriot fans and Eagle fans this game? Those are stupid reasons to pick one team over another because of what's going. Because Tom Brady is being celebrated is not a reason to pick the Patriots over the Eagles. Um, well, I mean, you know, you and me both know that I already picked the Eagles on my show. Yeah, me too. Me too. But what I will say to Patriots fan, uh, Patriots fan, is that I like I I like your team too. It's not like I dislike their team. Nope. I just think the Eagles are more complete, just top to bottom. Like I like you see, if you're a Patriots fan, you know that mobile quarterbacks give Bill Belichick trouble. Yep, Justin Fields and, last year. Yep. That's what Jalen Hurts is, man. Like, that's that's the whole Jalen Hurts experience. 
And, like, you can believe in your defense. I'm not against it. I believe in your defense as well. But, like, there's nobody on your team that's going to be able to one-on-one match up with A.J. Brown. Nope. <clears throat> You're going to have to shade coverage in order to stop A.J. Brown. And I'll be honest with you, there's probably nobody who one-on-one can match up with Devonta Smith. I know. Hell no. Hell no. If, if, wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that. If Jack Johnson and Devonta Smith are mashed up in an airport and Jack Johnson is allowed to bring his gun, then maybe I'm wrong. But just assuming for the moment this game takes place on a field and not in an airport, then yeah, I imagine that Devonta Smith... <laughs> you, mean, you mean Jack Jones, but I feel you. <laughs> Jack Jones, excuse me. Um, that, like, there's nobody there either. So what I'm really coming down to is can the Patriots, one, keep it close enough to sort of stay within the range? I'm going to go look up right now. I'm going to look up the Philadelphia Eagles points per game. Point, points per game. Um, 28.1, right. So can the Patriots score 30 points this game or, or can even get to 28 points per game? I think the answer to that question is no. no. Like And ultimately, I think this is a very bad start of the season uh, matchup for the New England Patriots. I think things get a lot better uh, when the Dolphins... I agree with you. I agree with you, Josh. Keep preaching about that. I oh, yeah. Goals are just too good. Like, the thing I love about the Patriots... Hell, I have them in fantasy. Um, I love Ramondre Stevenson, right? But I hate him against this defense, I hate him against the Jalen Carters of the world. I hate him against the Fletcher Coxes of the world. I hate him against the Nicobe Deans and the Nolan Smiths. Like, I think the Eagles defense is going to be good. And that's what people are picking is going to, like, suck this year because they don't anticipate 70 sacks. You can still have regression from 70 sacks and be a kick-ass defense. Yep. And they're going to be. Yep. Now – Josh, this game, Rams in Seattle. You can't, can't, Josh, Wait, you can't tell Ram fans. No. Can you t- please tell Ram fans? Listen, Cooper Cup is not playing. Don't be surprised if he's on the IR. Listen, I love my boy Kev. I love my boy Darnell. But even Darnell said it. It's the it's the Brad Holmes effect. So without Cooper Cup, they're not scary. It's Ben Jefferson, two two out. Well, good luck. Seattle's gonna win this game. If the Rams win this game, because the Rams fans think they're gonna win this game because they have Pizza Pizza, Matthew Stafford, and have them, and they have Sean McVay. So do you have any advice for Ram fans, Josh? Yeah, that you're not gonna win this game. Let's go to the next one. Okay, there we go. One, two, three, two, one. Seattle. Okay. Dolphins Chargers, right? Shout out to my boy Big well, our- I got Chargers over Dolphins. Yeah. But Josh, you know, Dolphin fans are excited. They think they, they're gonna win they're gonna go one and no. They got they say they got Tua, they got Waddle, and, they, and they're apparently they're loaded. And they remember Dolphin fans love Mike White. So you have anything to say to Dolphin fans and to and to my buddy Big Baby Johnson, which he's a Charger fan. Okay, listen, Mike White's not playing. So, like, you don't have to worry about having Mike White. Yeah, yes, his butt will be on the bench. No so, so great. I'm glad that you have another ass on the bench. That's not a reason to pick the Dolphins because you now have a backup quarterback who sucked for the Jets. Exactly. Well, that's, that's not something to do. Remember, Josh, they have Tyler Croft, the Niners tight end. The, so, like, a person who was doing real analysis, real real honest analysis of this game, will look for the Dolphins to start out extremely fast. Can they get that quick passing game working, right? And I say to you, and the reason that we both picked the Chargers, I think, is that the Chargers are also healthy for this game. Yep. The idea is supposed to be 
that like the Dolphins are taking on the Chargers and they're getting revenge. And that would work if the Dolphins, if the Chargers were injured, but they're yep. not. This game, the Chargers are all the way across the board healthy and they're playing at home and the Dolphins had to fly three hours across the way, right? Could Tyreek Hill beat J.C. Jackson or Asante Samuel Jr.? Sure. Maybe, yeah. But, like, will it happen play after play after play after play? My guess is the answer to that question no. is going to be no, right? And so, like, then the question becomes is how healthy precisely is Teron Armstead, right? And I'm going to find out quick, fast, and in a hurry whether Teron Armstead is healthy or not because if he's not, Joey Bosa is healthy. So is Khalil Mack, right? And they're not facing, like, a below-average defense. The Chargers weren't a below-average defense. Brandon Staley is a below-average head coach. That's fine. But, like, this idea that the defense sucked all year, that's not true either, right? There's a middle ground. And that middle ground says the Chargers, as a team, are more complete than the Miami Dolphins. And ultimately, they're playing at home. I mean, you know my theory. My theory is that Quentin Johnson is going to be good. I agree. Um, not necessarily good as like, oh, wow, I can just build the whole offense around him. He's going to stand tall. And so is Mike Williams. Both those guys are going to be two big wide receivers on either end. And I'll tell you one thing that I do know about the Dolphins. They don't have, I don't care what Vic Fangio says, there is no <laughs> on the Dolphins who can cover Keenan Allen in the slot. Nope. It doesn't exist. I will go so far as to say that as long as Quentin Johnson and Mike Williams are healthy, as long as both guys are on either side, that there is no team in the NFL that can cover Keenan Allen in the slot, that he's better than any slot corner that you come up with. And so with that acknowledged, right, I think the, I, I think the Dolphins are just – I don't think they're as complete a team as the Chargers, and that the Dolphins rely – on health in order to really be in order to really beat the chargers. And I just don't think it's going to be there. Nope. The other, the Josh, we saw last year to we remember two was healthy. Did he beat the chargers last year? So they didn't. Yeah. They didn't beat the chargers last year at the end of the year. It was a critical loss with Tua playing like, look, it's possible, right? If, if it turns into a shootout, if something crazy happens, like anything could happen, but I just, I don't see it. I'm sorry, I'm just not there. Me neither. And the funny thing is, Joel Lombardi was the OC last year, and they still lost. But that's kind of funny. Anyways, Packers, Pet Bears, uh, one, three, two, one, Bears. Bears. All right, Cow- Cowboys, Giants. Well, I got Cowboys, but Josh, yeah, anything to say to the Giants? You want it? Yeah, well, I, I, I saw how good the Giants receivers were last night in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Let's see how good the Giants receivers will be with Daniel Jones. Oh my god, this is gonna be funny. But Josh, they got Brian Dable to play because because remember Giant fans are like oh, the Bills miss Brian Dable. So uh oh, watch out. You're two of Brian Dable. Watch out. Anyways. Well that's what they're going with, and I'm going against it. I think the Giants suck. There couldn't have been a worse matchup for week one for I agree. the New York Giants. I agree. I think Cowboys might blow them out. I'm not going to blow them out, but you get the idea. Now, no, I, I say blow them out. I'll go the extra step. I think the Cowboys are significantly, like, another level better than the New York Giants. I agree. I agree. If Giants fans don't, don't agree with that, they, they have something. Well, what else is new? Yeah, exactly. So, okay, now. This now game. the game we disagree about, Monday yeah, night. Here we go. So, first of all, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. I'm happy that he's playing football. That's number one. Of course. Come on. No, number two. Number two, 
well, Jaws, you got anything to say to our boy Andrew Jones, to Jets fans? See, I got the Jets because, first of all, I'm a nice guy. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love my boy Salah. You know why I have the Jets. But what can you tell, Jaws, you're representing the Bills, and obviously Andrew Jones would listen to this podcast. He's a Jets fan. So what can you tell Jets fans and Bills fans for this game? It better be about Garrett Wilson. It better be about Garrett Wilson. That needs to be the way that you beat the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills better not be good enough to contain Garrett Wilson or to shade coverage. They better be so stupid as to leave Garrett Wilson open. And if that happens, then, yeah, the Jets have a shot. If the Bills are that dumb that they're just like, yeah, whatever, we won't cover Garrett Wilson, just go get him open, yeah, whatever. Like, if that happens, okay, then my pick will be wrong. But if that doesn't happen, right, the Bills are better across the board than the like than the Jets. Across the board. I would take Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers. I would take Thurman yep. over Robert Sala. I would take the Bills offensive line over the Jets offensive line by a yep. lot. And I would really take the Bills defensive line over the Jets offensive line. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Buffalo Bills receivers too. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Like the advantage is supposed to be on defense. And the idea is, well, Josh Allen was in the second half of the year with his torn UCL. Hey, we, we, we made a game of it. The New York Jets were, New York Jets beat the Bills when Josh Allen was injured. He's healthy. Yep. It's the beginning of the year. You don't have that advantage um, that you did last year. And by the way, while we're on the topic, um, the Bills beat the Jets at the end of the year in the uh-huh. September 11th game. I'm, I'm trying to look. But, Josh, that was Mike White. Well, go ahead. Right. I mean, that's the answer, right? The answer is, well, it was Mike White at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, right? And now it's now it's Aaron Rodgers. And look how great Aaron Rodgers is. Here, hold on. I'm looking for that. Yeah, they lost that November 6th game when Josh Allen was injured. That was the game. And by the way, the Jets won by three. Yep. Right. Um, and they had they had a rock solid defense, but then the Bills came back and beat them twenty to twelve in the next game. Like everything you hear out of Bills camp is that they're going to run the ball with um, James Cook a lot more. That they believe in James Cook. That James Cook is great. Um, I don't believe that, but what I do believe, I believe that the Bills from top to bottom are more talented than the Jets, except with Garrett Wilson. But I think there are enough bodies to throw at Garrett Wilson. That it's going to be bad, and I think there are going to be a lot of sad um, first responders, you know, when when the when the Bills beat them, you know. But, and Josh, what, what do you think Zach Wilson is going to do during the game? I mean, I, I honestly, I guess to bring it full circle, I think he's going to call Aiden Hutchinson's mom. <laughs> Looked good last night. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not so sure she wasn't texting Zach Wilson then. <laughs> she spent a lot of time on her phone. A lot of time. On her phone. Man, oh man, oh man. Guys, I'm just so happy that week one's here, man. And me and Josh will recap the Sunday games. Probably I'll, I'll, I'll probably on Tuesday or Wednesday. Probably Tuesday at best. Um, looking forward to that. And th- I'm happy to have been side show. Um, you know, for you know, uh, you know, the picks and the recap is back now because thank you, Lord, right, Josh? Because now we got football back. Now we have drama. Um, now, now fans are going to be drama every every weekend. It's, it's, it's all good. That's, we love that. And hopefully, the overall sports show is today. If not. I don't care about this. I don't, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, shout out to our, our boy Andy Jones, though. But Josh, you can tell everybody social media, everybody can follow you, and we will recap the Sunday games on Tuesday, whenever, when you're ready, or Wednesday. Don't it don't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll I'll, I'll be around. We'll figure out a time to do some right. recaps. But if if you don't catch us 
Um, on the Vince Size podcast, you can go to NFL Now here on Twitter Spaces um, for the Tuesday one o'clock games. We'll know who's been injured by that point um, and who you know was healthy on that week one, um, and we'll see who's right and who's wrong. And right now, Vince is one zero. Um, he picked yeah. the last night, and I'm zero and one because I picked the Chiefs. Um, yeah. it, it, before I knew Travis Kelsey was going to be out for the game. Exactly. The point. the point is, is that he's one and zero, and I'm I'm zero and one. So we'll and we'll track him in all year long. Yeah, and I'm going to be two and zero when the Raiders win against Denver. That's going to be funny as hell. But anyway, anyways, oh. you guys call me at Respectable Vink, and also at Vince Size A24. I'll be back next week when boy Josh obviously on two sixty five media football show. We'll be back next week talking about week one recap and week two picks. Looking forward to that. Josh, you have a great day. Great You're day. Awesome. Good weekend. God bless you. God bless you.